Good evening, brothers and sisters. How are you today? Okay. Uh, did it rain in your area today? Uh, oh, so it seems like it's not across the whole island. Huh? Yeah, some of you in Paliba didn't rain. Gilang, did it rain? No? Uh, sometimes timing is everything. Uh, had a had a, had translation in the morning. The weather was still cool and but not raining. Now after lunch in the afternoon had a has a had a consultation. Uh, arranged it for three thirty. So uh, walked out to the nearby area and then there was another venerable mother and the daughter so unfortunately about five minutes before I, my prescribed time to start walking it started raining mm. so I thought well uh, a little rain will not stop me but by the time I was ready to go out it was pouring <laughs> it was lightning <laughs> And then I look around the, the house, oh, the wind and rain and everything. And I was like, I was still ready to go out. I took umbrella. Yeah, I took umbrella. Then when I stepped out, wow, there was already water flowing. <laughs> so I decided, ah, maybe I shouldn't go out now. <laughs> so I went back in. Waited, waited, waited. Waited for about 5-10 minutes. Then the venerable called me up. <clears throat> and then I was like, um, it's heavy rain, uh. maybe take a while. And I said, oh, no problem. We're also trying to find a place where we can park and then get out. Uh, so by the time, at, at some point, I was like, it's not getting, getting any smaller, so I had to go out. Yeah. So part of my rope is still wet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the interesting thing about the consult today uh, most of the time when we have a consult for a teenager it's usually the case where the teenager do not want to study no interest you know um, don't like to do homework whatever today was very different the 14 year old girl uh, she likes to study she likes to do homework she just don't like to go to school <laughs> yeah. anyway not to go into too much detail uh, there was one thing that I shared with her about making choices yeah. making choices it's about recognizing that uh, Many times, our choices seems to be ours. Yeah. It seems like we are making a choice about things. But if we, if each time when we are faced with certain circumstances, then the only choice or the only response we make is a certain type. Meaning that when A happened, I will do B. 
Whenever A happens, I'll do B. If it is if it's almost like a given, A happened, I will do B. Then we are basically not having any choices. Fine and good if B is a result that we want. If B is uh, an outcome that is good for ourselves and others. Even better if it's an outcome that is good for ourselves and others in the long term. Uh, unfortunately, oftentimes, our decisions sometimes is good, sometimes it's not so good. Yeah. So, when we are faced with circumstances that we like, we usually respond by saying, yes, I want. Whether it's to do something, if someone asks you to do something that you like, our almost natural response is, yes, I want to do it. Yeah. Uh, when it's something that we don't really like, then our natural response again is, uh, if I, can I not do it? Yeah. Or I don't know how to do it. Actually, it's that we don't want to do it. Uh, I don't like doing it. So, nothing wrong with having likes or dislikes. Yeah, absolutely nothing wrong with that. The, the, the trouble is... <coughs> so, I shared with the 14-year-old the girl that to, to do what we like, yeah, to be attracted to want what we like, um, and to not want to do what we don't like, to reject, we be repulsed towards what we don't like. This is something that we don't need to attend Dharma class to learn. If we don't need to go for meditation classes, go for a retreat to learn this. Yeah. And I told her, you know how to do this even before seeing me. So I'm not here to teach you that. <laughs> and I'm not here to tell you that because you don't need me to teach you. All of us know how to do that. Yeah, Three-year-old kid know how to do that. So then, uh, the value of, of the Dharma is to be able to go beyond these two such that even when we are faced with things that we don't like we still have a choice whether we want to do it or not and the choice is not simply based on because we like or because we don't like nothing wrong with making our choice based on that <laughs> okay nothing wrong with that every day at, at food courts yeah, most people make their choice on two things. One, either they like or don't like, or whether the queue is long or short. <laughs> right? Very simple. Yeah, very simple. You either make sure your food is really good, or make sure that your queue is short. Yeah, that means you must serve very fast. Yeah, and of course, part of it is your cost, your price. If your price is low enough, people will come. But you don't want to make it so low that you have a long queue and then people start to get fed up also. Yeah, so it's a balance of this. So as much as it's okay, uh, it's not necessarily wrong or, or bad yeah, to decide based on our likes and dislikes. Uh, but if we are only able to decide based on our likes and dislikes, yeah, then we are unwittingly living our life 
uh, under the control of people, of circumstances, of situation. Because you, you can't always control what you encounter. Sometimes you encounter people who are nice to you. I mean, isn't it nice if you, do, if you encounter that? Say yes. Yes. We like to encounter people who are nice to us who are able to be nice to us in the way we want them to be nice to us. <laughs> Some people are nice to us, but maybe in a way that we don't like. <laughs> yeah? Wouldn't it be nice if everybody knows our preferences? But do we always get them? We don't. And that's why we hang out with our friends, because our friends know our preferences. <laughs> yeah? And so they know our preferences, and so they don't touch a button your hot button. Yeah. So we appreciate that they don't touch a button. Did someone just knock on the door? Gong gong. Come in. Come in. Not coming in? Okay. So, um, but sometimes we still have to interact with people who don't care about our preferences. And they will still say and do and act the way they need to or want to. Then what are we going to do? Yeah, what are we going to do? So I shared with this uh, 14-year-old about this conversation I had with this colleague many years back in consulting. He was with another team, uh, the technical specialist. So th- he wanted to join the consulting team. And he, he just casually um, asked me what I think about it. Um, not that I, I can decide whether he can come or not, you know, um, but I, I guess he was just trying to have a feel of whether his future potential colleague uh, would look at his transfer favorably. So this is what I told him. I said I asked him two things. One, what are the push factor for you to want to leave this uh, team of yours, uh, the technical specialist? And then what are the pull factors? What is it about consulting that draws you over? Yeah. And then I told him, you have to, you, you think of three each. Yeah, then he thought about it, he told me, then I asked him, I said, now, then you got to ask yourself, what if six months down the road, after joining consulting, you find that the three reasons why you left technical specialist team actually start to surface in consulting also? then are you going to start to move again? Because if you are going to move, yeah, then you're going to, you'll, you will very likely find yourself moving and moving and moving, you know, never ever be able to settle down in one department or one company. Yeah. And that, that was way back in consulting. Now, and in the same way, whether it's for this 14-year-old or for the rest of us, Uh, it's okay to have preferences even more important to have choices and oftentimes we think of choice as being able to choose what we like we often think that choice is about choosing to do what we like what we want real choice is not just that real choice is to be able to choose when you have what you like to still choose to to say no 
and when you encounter what you don't like to still be able to say yes that is real choice to transcend your preferences is the real choice in our life yeah think about it and to help us do that we come back to the text so um, where did we stop? Last week we uh, we took a break, right? Yeah, uh, the public holiday break. So this week we come back. Uh, I think today is the start of the new term. Yeah, today is the start of the new term. Uh, have we finished the up to the up to this point? Or, huh? Sorry? We haven't touched the summary. We haven't touched the summary, huh? How about Putin? Haven't yet. So only up to 19. We only covered San Juan. Ah, okay. So today we should finish up the Sui Fan now. Yeah. The so uh, number. 18 and 19 yeah. 18 is loss of mindfulness and then 19 is distractedness or the mind being dispersed yeah. so we went through that in quite a bit of detail uh, some of these start to become um, more directly involved with uh, meditation yeah, meditative practices so today we go into number 20, Puchenzi. Basically, Chenzi uh, is uh, right knowing yeah, or right awareness. Then Puchenzi is uh, the absence of right knowing or right awareness. So let's take a look. Puchenzi, Yu Shuo Guanjing. This is the opening verse. Let's take a look. So, if you look at the first stanza, uh, compared to the previous ones, so we have, uh, let me see if the light will help. Is this better? Compared to this, which is better? This better. Okay. Huh? Okay. Okay, ma. Oh, yes, so it's a bit, huh? Yeah. So it's uh, adjusting. I got a feeling it's because this light actually casts a light over here. So the light here, as it's projected, it forms a feedback loop. <laughs> anyway, let's just try to focus. Uh. Okay, so over here, 余语所关心, and the 
previous one is 与所缘境，啊，与与诸所缘，呀，与诸所缘 ，and here is 与所观境，呀 ，so slight slight difference here， 呀 ，so here it is with respect to the both are with respect to some， 呃、uh, ，some， 呃、uh, ，object that you are， 呃、uh, ，your mind is latched onto， 呀 ，but in this case what you are observing， 呀。Uh, the other one is basically the mind uh, interacting with it, yeah, paying attention towards it. So let's take a look. 对所观的境界 yeah, So with respect to the object that you are observing, yeah, uh, what happened? 不是迷暗无知，而是错谬邪邪解 So so this. Uh, this is the opening uh, verse or explanation about putzenzi. So, um, with respect to whatever you are observing, but right, if you are observing something, then you should be able to see what is happening there. You should be able to know with clarity um, what is the object, its features, um, certain characteristics about it. And so on, yeah. Uh, give me a minute, lah. So, uh, Man Singh, do you have the text? You don't have the text, ah. Do we have any extra text? Um, next week. Next week, yeah. So maybe you may want to sit with someone with the text, and then you you can try to look at it also. Yeah. So over here, the way it's described, 对所观的境界不是迷暗无知。Yeah, so um, 不正知 it doesn't mean that you you don't know what is over there. It's not that you totally have no um ability to see anything. Yeah, uh, that would be basically means that it's complete, uh, completely gone. Yeah, that you don't observe anything. Here is not that. <laughs> what is it? But instead, it is that you have a wrong, uh, uh, like totally distorted, yeah, understanding, comprehension. Uh, this is what's happening. Yeah, wrong understanding. Yeah, so. Uh, not that you don't have any uh, observation. Yeah, you observe and then you observe and draw the wrong conclusion. Yeah, so it is. It will be like uh, sometimes when you let's say uh, let's say you uh, you are trying to read some words in a distance. Yeah. Or let's say you are walking in the distance and then you see somebody there. Then as you walk closer, then you eh, oh, actually that's not somebody. That's just a poster. Or you see, you thought there's somebody there. Then you walk closer or you, you walk towards a certain angle. Then you see, eh, it's not a person at all. <laughs> yeah, It's actually a, a stop sign. Yeah, And then because it's you know part of the angle, then you see totally wrongly. Oh. So... Um, this 
this uh, in this case then it's called Chen Wei Bu So wrong knowing. Wrong knowing, wrong awareness. So Yu Yu So what happens when you have this wrong knowing? Uh, from wrong knowing what can happen? So this is what can happen. Uh so from wrong knowing, then it can give rise to uh, a lot of uh, the unwholesome deeds yeah, within the body and speech. So for example, Ru So for example, uh, breaking of precepts, etc. So here it mentions breaking of precepts as a as an example. Yeah, this is not the only thing. But why would it lead to breaking of precepts? So for example, when we hear of the precepts, yeah, just the the words itself, yeah, the verses and so on. Um, then, but as you as you listen to it, you have a wrong understanding of it. Yeah. Then because of the wrong understanding. Uh, a common example I like to use is the precept on alcohol. Yeah. So the the precept itself is abstain from alcohol and intoxicants. Yeah. So you never say whether you get drunk or not. Yeah. Recently I had a very interesting discussion about this. Yeah. So uh, there are some who who think that oh, but Shifu, actually as long as we don't get drunk, it's okay, right? Uh, no, the precept never say that. Yeah, in fact, uh, the allowance given tells us that uh, this is not the case. So, the the using this precept as an, as an example, no alcohol means no alcohol. It is the same rule for you all as for the monastic. So I ever ask people if it's okay, yeah, for you to have a bit of red wine at home, yeah. Not social drinking, not drink until. You <sighs> so then, on Waisak Day, is it okay that all of us have a small cup of red wine and then kabe? <laughs> okay or not? Then everybody. <sighs> yeah. So, firstly, on that principle, you know it's not right. Secondly, it's not about whether you get drunk or not, because if you think about it, the Buddha gave an allowance on this precept. What is allowance? medical allowance that means under medical uh, condition if you are given medicine that contains alcohol you are allowed to take it yeah why because it helps to preserve your life yeah no offense and you think oh then how about yang ming jiu unless your doctor prescribed yang ming jiu for you (laughs) but in fact you don't have to think so complicated think about it when you take cough syrup, when you take some of those, uh, like some kind of pa- some Panadol, you take a knockout. Yeah? So think about it. When you take some of the cough syrup, some of the. Is it Panadol? I think some Panadol knock you out. Uh. Does Panadol knock you out? No. Uh. What is. The, what, what, there are some flu medicine, uh, cough medicine. Uh. So think about it. Cough medicine, how much do you drink? Usually one spoon, right? 
one spoon then after three minutes five minutes you start to marble already you know? <laughs> yeah you can try to stay awake but you have to struggle to stay awake how much beer do you need to drink if uh, if you drink one one mug of beer does it produce the same result barely yeah so think about it cough syrup one one teaspoon um, um, one tablespoon can knock you out but it's allowed yeah so it's not about th this precept the allowance is not saying that oh if you don't get drunk it's okay because for medical allowance you knock you out no problem <laughs> yeah. yeah so don't so here the example for fun here I use the alcohol example yeah, abstaining from alcohol as an example yeah don't have the wrong understanding of it uh, wrong interpretation if you have a wrong interpretation then you end up breaking the precept yeah so so to know to have knowledge to to know things yeah that is a form of wisdom or uh, the word hui uh, is very interesting in the chinese uh, tradition Zhi and Hui is often um, synonymous. But in fact, Zhi Hui together, it is wisdom and knowledge together. Hui is more wisdom, Zhi is more about knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so, but usually, you know, in the Chinese tradition, uh, uh, the Zhi and the Hui is used synonymously. Yeah. And in fact, in our day to day speech, we usually say Zhi Hui, Zhi Hui as meaning wisdom yeah. so wisdom has a component of knowledge and when knowledge reach a certain point is it has the the function of wisdom yeah. so these two are quite in the point so here that knowledge is a form of wisdom yeah. so due to delusion yeah. due to delusion then what happened? Ling zhi bu zhen, causing the knowing to become uh, <laughs> yeah, to, to become not correct, yeah, incorrect. Uh, incorrect, uh, yeah, basically incorrect, bu zhen, yeah. Incorrect as far as reality is concerned. It's supposed to be A, you see it as A1. Supposed to be B, you see it as C, Putzen. So, so Putzen So, therefore, um, this uh, no right knowing, yeah, or in other fact, in, a, in other words, wrong knowing. Yeah, wrong knowing, um, it has two components. One is delusion, the other one is actually uh, to do with wisdom. Yeah. So on the scale of wisdom, it has less wisdom, yeah, not more wisdom. Uh, hui, uh, so these two as is essence, is body. Now, um, in the in the uh, in this text, the example it mentioned is that it can cause us to hui fan wei yet. To, to transgress precepts 
but in various other places the Buddha actually highlighted the faults and danger of wrong knowing so what is right knowing and what is wrong knowing if we are uh, if we look at meditation yeah, text re regarding meditation ah, you see a lot of examples so for example if you are meditating and uh, in fact you are progressing uh, you are meditating correctly and you are progressing but you think that you are not progressing you think that you are in fact um, degenerating uh, this is wrong knowing if you are degenerating and you think that you are progressing this is also wrong knowing if you are progressing and you know that you are progressing this is right knowing the, the last part is more interesting if you are degenerating and you know that you are degenerating this is also right knowing so science students when they come to us and say oh Sufu I think recently not meditating so well we will not immediately say oh why are you not meditating or blah, blah, blah. we will do some fact finding and if it turns out to be true that they are not meditating so well uh, we sometimes tell them oh good good <laughs> and then we may wonder I tell Sufu that I'm not meditating so well still tell me it's good it's not good that you are not meditating well but it's good that you know that you are not meditating well yeah. why? because it is right knowing but it's not as an end by itself it is that only when you have right knowing then you know where you are and knowing where you are uh, is the first step to know what are the practices you should be doing let me repeat this part, this part is very crucial why this uh, wrong knowing is so crucial to overcome why is wrong, right knowing so important yeah. because if you do not know the correct state you are in then uh, the practices that you apply yourself to may actually not be applicable uh, may not be applicable if let's say at this point you are uh, you are actually at a certain stage or you have progressed but you think that uh, because maybe the your expectation of the progress is something else but your progress currently don't produce that result and then as a result you think ah I'm not progressing so you give up so you give up then you go backwards again <laughs> but in fact you, you actually move forward just now yeah uh, then you go and try something else yeah. you try this then it doesn't produce what you think you should be producing then you think you're not meditating well then you want to try a different method then you try a different method then after that again you have your own idea of how what, what result it should produce then it doesn't produce again but it actually produces result just that not what you think it should be then again you give up so in the end what happened? you never progressed yeah, you keep trying this, trying that, trying this, trying that. Yeah. And then the, the, the other side is if let's say there are certain practices that maybe you're doing it wrongly, yeah, but it produces some results well, and you think that that result is the correct result, yeah, then you may 
Wow, do more, do more. Yeah, do until you end up in the wrong place very quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, wrong knowing. Yeah, this is something that uh, over here, this whole series is all about the unwholesome states. The secondary defilements, uh, which are unwholesome, uh, it's important to know so that if we um, happen to fall into this state, then we are able to uh, do correction. So in the case of putzenzi, how can we uh, identify it? Because if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, so to begin with, you need we need to what? Uh, attend Dharma class. <laughs> And then we have to spend the time to uh, to familiarize ourselves with the the practices, and then and from the practices, what is the corresponding outcome we should be expecting? Yeah, we should also have the right expectation. Yeah, if we learn the technique, but. Uh, the, the prescription is meditate for half an hour every day or 20 minutes every day but we meditate once a week but then we have the right expectation yeah. we know what is the expected result can, but can we still expect the same result? cannot yeah. if the prescription is meditate half an hour every day then you get this result yeah. but you meditate once a week can we expect the same result? Shouldn't, right? It's just like when you go to the, see the doctor, the doctor gives you prescription. Prescription has two parts. One is the kind of medicine and the, the manner that the medicine is to be taken. Yeah? This whole thing uh, forms what we call the prescription. Yeah? So if the doctor uh, wrote down and then you go to the pharmacist, the pharmacist look at the thing, prepare the drugs and then pass it to you and say this is for your running nose, if you have running nose, if you have running nose, no running nose, don't take yeah, if you have running nose, then take one uh, whenever you have running nose yeah, but not more than once every four hours, for example uh, this is for if you have fever yeah, not more than three times a day this is for whatever da, 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 da. then you you go back of course for medicine you have everything printed there so you must be able to read and must be able to comprehend and must be able to act accordingly yeah so when we go for classes doesn't mean this class any class uh, first thing is you must be able to listen number two retain that information yeah, I've said before. Wen uh, Wen. Last time I used to say, from hearing you have knowledge. Yeah. Recently I changed it a bit. No, no. Hearing doesn't produce knowledge. Hearing just produce uh, an impression, give you an idea, but you must keep the idea. Then it becomes knowledge. If after hearing, 
Yeah, this year go in, then this year come out. <laughs> yeah. Then do you can we say we have knowledge? No knowledge. Yeah. So after hearing, we must remember it. Uh, one way to remember, I put a recorder here, then you remember. Yeah. But in the end, who attain jhana, who attain enlightenment, uh, the recorder. <laughs> But the recorder didn't attain enlightenment. Why? Because the recorder only recorded it down, but never act upon it. Uh, we can act upon it, but we don't remember. So, eh, how to do? Uh? <laughs> yeah, so, everything must come together. Uh, when, then, you must retain, then you have uh, the, con- the knowledge. Then after that, si. uh, if you don't learn, can you si? Can. But who is If you don't have the, the knowledge, then how can you contemplate? You will contemplate based on your own knowledge, your own experiences, which may not be applicable to what is reality. Yeah? Because to begin with, if we have the right knowledge already, then we are close to enlightened already. Yeah? Which is not a bad thing. I also hope that everybody, every one of us have that. Yeah? But until our knowledge is purified, then we should depend on the teachings. Yeah? So, based on the correct teaching that we have heard, we have uh, become exposed to and retained, then we do contemplation. Yeah. Uh, so, in the whole process, up to this point, if there's no zhenzhi, there's no right knowing, then you can also go you know, go off tension. Yeah, so this is very important. Oh. So give your one minute, write down your own understanding and appreciation. Yes, HK. Why is it not under Xiao Sui Huo? So uh, that is covered below. Uh, but uh, in brief, 
So if you look at the Xiao Sui Huo, uh, so the this this whole set of uh, 20, 20 of the Sui Fan now, the accompaniment or secondary defilements, they arise depending on the uh, initial six or expanded ten. So um, this this twenty they are then further classified into uh, three categories. So small, medium, and large. So the small, medium, large, uh, how are they uh, classified in this way? So those that is small, they are quite specific. They don't arise uh, together. Yeah, um, And as far as the as far as the eight consciousness is concerned, uh, the the three categories they arise in different manners. Yeah. So, uh, for Putzenzi, uh, your question is. Okay. Okay. Oh, so but the categorization. Uh, I see your point. So your question is, since it harms ourselves and others, is that yes, your question? Right. Then. Seems to be. Oh, whereas Ta Sui Huo don't seem to harm others. Yes. Oh, so the categorization is not based on who they harm. Uh, not based on that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but based on uh, whether it can uh, arise uh, uh, together with others. Uh, oh. uh, so Xiao Sui Huo, they are more specific. Yeah, and they don't co 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 arise. Yeah, so the the later few paragraphs here actually explains the distinction. Ah, okay. Any other questions you all have about number twenty? Oh, so this is the last of the secondary accompaniment defilements. Yeah. There are a total of twenty. So you have the you have uh Zhong Bata. So you have uh, 10 uh, secondary uh, defilements. The first 10 which is classified as of a small category. Then 2 medium and 8 which is of the large category. Uh, so let's take a look here. So first of all, this paragraph, it first lists out certain ones which are, uh, which is what we call Yu. Oh, let's take a look. So within the 20 secondary accompaniment defilements, yeah, So um, within the 20, now the first 10, which is under the small category, plus within the the large category of eight. There are uh, three of them, 
放逸，不正知。So 思念，呃、uh, ，then 呃 ，no， 思念 ，then 放逸，呃、uh, ，不正知。So seventeen, eighteen, twenty. Yeah. So these three plus the earlier ten, these are what we call 假法 Okay. So why is it called 假假有假有 or 假法 So that means, um. Artificial, yeah. But why artificial? Okay. So, 是依贪嗔痴等分为假利啊 So it is actually、um, established based on either greed, hatred, or delusion,、uh, etc. That means basically it is directly based on the primary defilements. Yeah. It is. In a, in other words, actually a form of the primary defilements. Yeah, beyond the primary defilements, these secondary defilements that has been listed, yeah, the first ten and the later three,、uh, they don't have its own characteristics. Yeah, so that means that characteristics can be attributed to the primary defilements. Okay, yeah, so. Um, so, how about the rest? Yeah. So this ten plus three, they are、uh, in a way artificially established. Then how about the rest? Ah, 其他 the rest, 其他的随烦恼各有自提都是实有 So the rest, they have their own、uh, features and characteristics. Oh,、uh, whereas this thirteen. Uh, they, their features can be attributed, can be found in the、uh, initial six primary defilements.、No? So it's basically more like、um, a, a derivation. Now the rest arise due to the the six, but but it's quite different.、No? It's different from the six that give rise to it. Yeah. So. Uh, so this is the the first paragraph here, giving、uh, some elaboration.、Uh, as we go through the the earlier paragraph, you will find that、uh, here and there,、uh, the text already highlighted, saying that oh, this secondary defilement has,、uh, let's say, greed as its、uh, as its essence, yeah, as its feature.、Uh, that one has. Hatred and delusion as its feature, and so on. Yeah. So it has already been highlighted. Here is doing a summary.、Uh, and the summary is, uh, 小学时 the first ten, plus the later three, yeah, seventeen, eighteen, and twenty. Oh,、uh, 思念 yeah, 思念 then 放逸 and 不正直 So、uh, online, you can sometimes see a full table, yeah, a full table where they put everything together and then they sub、uh, categorize and then they list out. Okay, this tree is under artificially established. The rest is like this, like that. Oh,、um, uh, over the the past one year, some students have actually sent me some copies of this and asked me, Sufu, is this okay? Is this correct?、Uh, and for the most part, th- these are 
these are known. Yeah. So nothing wrong with these tables. So some of them have asked, Sifu, can we share this? <laughs> can we share with the rest? So sometimes the trouble with having a table like this is uh, we, we sometimes get stuck with it, number one. Uh, meaning, we get so preoccupied with that this one is under this category. So we end up trying to memorize the categorization and uh, forget to appreciate why it's like this. Yeah, the why is actually more important in this case. Yeah, uh, Because you can just go online, search by far, terpan, okay, bro, the whole thing come out. Yeah. Oh, so um, the, the whole point of the class explanation is for us to appreciate why it's categorized in a certain way. So feel free if you if you are uh, if you find that hey having that larger picture uh, helps you go ahead and download. Uh, but second <laughs> sort of minor problem is when it's in a nice big table. What happened? Ah, then we transfer and outsource all our knowledge to the table, and we sometimes unconsciously think ah it's already there. When I need, I can refer. And in the end, do we refer? Seldom. Unless there's a test. Then we quickly refer. Yeah. Then we refer to it to study for the test. Yeah. And then in the end, after the test, we, we fold the table because it's very big. Huh? Maybe A3 size, we fold, 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 fold. Then put inside this. We close the whole thing. Then we put it into the shelf. Yeah. So in the end, is that knowledge? still no knowledge <laughs> okay next <clears throat> so having um, established the the artificially artificial ones and the ones that is real so here shiyo, uh sometimes Madamika students uh, would have issue with this yeah because over here when we say shiyo, uh, it doesn't mean that it's permanent. Uh. In other schools, when you see shiyo, it means it's, it's intrinsic and it's permanent. Yeah. Here, it just means that it is not a derivative from the primary defilements. Uh, it's not a derivative. Yeah. So it has its own feature. Uh, it has its own feature. Uh, so this is something to, to take note. Yeah. Shiyo here means that it has its own feature. Own features with respect to what? Own features with respect to the first six defilements, yeah, the primary defilements. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. So this uh, anytime you see huo is synonymous to fan now for this section. Huo uh, and fan now here is talking about the same thing. Yeah, so this is the thing that I was trying to highlight. Yeah, they don't uh, arise together. Yeah. So means that 
for the first 10, you either have this happen or that happen. Uh, it's on this basis that this whole group is classified as small. Uh, the other ones, they can co-arise together. Yeah. So, zhong er sui If you refer to the text here, uh, okay. So, eleven and twelve, wu chan wu kui. These two are the 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 medium category, yeah, the middle category. Uh, then uh, the remaining ones, thirteen to twenty, are the ba da. So 1 to 10 is Xiao Sui, then 11, 12, Zhong Er, then 13 to 20 is the uh, large category. So what about this Zhong Er? So Zhong Er Sui Huo, Nen Tong Shi Sen Qi, Bing Chie Zhou Pian Yu Yi Chie Bu San Xing, Sui Qi Suo Ying, Suo Ying. Uh, yeah, so this Zhong Er Sui Huo Wu Chan Wu Kui So uh, shamelessness and the, the lack of embarrassment or remorse So these two, what happened? First of all, these two, they can co-arise uh, They can co-arise Further so, uh, this is this part uh, earlier on when we go through, I uh, sort of highlighted before. Because it says, anytime when you are doing something unwholesome, uh, this is quite a heavy implication. Uh, it says, if when you have any unwholesomeness, uh, you, that means you are doing unwholesome deeds, uh, these two arise and why basically if you if you have uh, chan or kui you would immediately stop uh, what the, the implication of this is is very strong yeah and if you think about it eh, it's true oh. yeah, it's true if you uh, if you are doing something unwholesome that means you either don't think it's wrong yeah so uh, either wu chan or wu kui, yeah. Or in fact, it's wu chan and wu kui, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you are so overwhelmed by defilements, so you also don't care, yeah. So next, what else? Uh, that's that is not all the features of this zhong er. Sui qi suo ying, dou neng gou he xiao shi ba da ju qi. it can also co-arise with the earlier 8 and the later 10. Mm. So when the first 8, uh, or the first 10 rather, the first 10 uh, defilements, or secondary defilements of the small category arise, and they arise individually, uh, but this Wu uh, Chang Wu Kui can co-arise with them. Yeah. The first 10 cannot co-arise together, but the, the this middle two can co-arise with them. Then Pata, uh, the later eight when they arise, these two also can arise. Yeah, so in this 
uh, in this case that's why it's called uh, the middle category uh, so it's not uh, with regards to how many people you can help uh, uh, the scope is, is a bit different so hello asing <laughs> so yeah. So this uh So the earlier part says Busan and here is Ran uh, so there's these two different categorization. One is Busan, one is Ran Wu. Mm. So Busan, unwholesome, um, then the other one, Ran Wu, is tainted. Uh, so the, the, the distinction is uh, Busan, Busan would include those cases where uh, it it involves uh, it does involve a bit of harming uh, uh, Pusan. but Ranu Ranu is basically tainted yeah so um, as long as there's defilement there's taint uh, as long as there's defilement there's taint yeah so this last category is even broader so as long as there's defilement, this guy can arise. Yeah. Uh, the first category, the the middle category is a bit <coughs> smaller than the last category. Yeah. So for example, when you have defilements, uh, you may then give rise to, uh, let's say, unwholesomeness. Yeah. Uh, but you may not also. Uh, you may not also. Like for example here. Uh, slightly li linked to what you were saying. Uh. So, for example, uh, what is that? Was that a Sui Mian or the Huan Chen? Uh? Yeah. So, Huan Chen is considered Ran Wu yeah, because it's tainted, yeah, but it's not directly, uh, not directly like uh, Akusala, un unwholesome. Yeah. You're not directly involved in harming uh, so now the question is the question just now seems to be applicable huh? uh, how about this this one is still dire not directly harming uh, not directly harming it can lead to but not directly harming uh, still not directly harming uh, so uh, for the pata pata so all the tainted states yeah uh, this last eight they can arise uh, together with them yeah then so anytime there's tainted states yeah where there's defilements this eight can arise yeah and it can also co-arise with the earlier ten uh, and the middle two 
They are not in conflict. Yeah. So the last eight, yeah, the last eight uh, secondary defilements, they have no issue with the first twelve. Yeah, they will not conflict with the first twelve. Yeah. Uh, they can co-arise together. They do not obstruct each other. So this is the <coughs> further categorization of these 20 secondary defilements into 10, 2, and 8. Yeah. Small categorization, middle, and the larger one. Uh, yeah, so here again the ranufa. So ranu means tainted and defiled. So her pashi pusyangin Yingwei Ti Pashi the uh Ti Sing Suji. So this is the this part uh I've shared a bit uh in the first first few how many lessons when we go through the first chapter uh, if you recall in the first chapter we talk about the the heart or mind and that's basically the uh, first eight consciousness so when we touch on the alaya consciousness um, there's not much detail within the text about how it is wuji so the term Wuji is uh, uh, it it means unrecordable or not recordable as uh, the the full meaning uh, is that it is not recordable as wholesome or unwholesome. Fei san fei er. So anaya consciousness itself. Um, is not directly seen as uh, wholesome or unwholesome in nature. Yeah, so of course, if I just leave it at that, y'all will just very religiously write down. Okay, Allah consciousness is uji. Why? It's fei san fei er. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there are implications to it. So in the Mahana Sangraha, it states. Uh, if Allah consciousness is wholesome in nature, then you cannot plant any unwholesome seeds. If it's unwholesome in nature, then you cannot plant wholesome seeds because they are opposing in nature. And so it is not, not wholesome, not unwholesome. Yeah. So you can plant all kinds of seeds inside. Yeah. So this is one of the... Uh, one of the uh, counter statement, if you will. 
yeah, given inside the Mahana Sangraha. So, uh, because of this, since the Allah consciousness is uh, in this way, so, uh, so they don't resonate with the eighth consciousness because it's not, uh, it's not, uh, how do you call it? It's not default. Yeah, it's neither wholesome or unwholesome, default or non-default. So it doesn't resonate. Yeah. Uh, but here I want to highlight something. Uh. It means that the the these twenty secondary defilements, they don't resonate with it consciousness, but when they are active, and we act upon it, the six consciousness plants seeds because of these defilements plant seeds into the eight consciousness. It's not stated here. Yeah, but I want to highlight. Okay. It doesn't the defilements don't resonate with eight consciousness, but uh, because of these defilements, the mind uh, when acted in that way, then it plants seeds into the eight consciousness. So while it doesn't resonate, but you can you can plant seeds inside. Okay. So, um, uh, so then how about number seven? Yeah, so this is where uh, the some of these terms are that is uh, specific to the Yogacara school. Yo Fu So Tipa then this is Yo Fu Wuji. actually is uh, what we call Wu Fu Wuji. So then Ti Liu Shi Shi Wu Fu Wuji. So to the Ba Da Xiang Ying, Ying Wei Da Ba Zhou Pian Yu Ran Wu Xing, Di Chi Shi Shi Yo Fu Wuji. Yeah, so so this uh, uh, seven consciousness, usually known as the Ranu Yi, yeah, Ranu Yi. So it is You uh, Fu. Uh, so it can hinder, uh, hinder what do you call it? Hinder the the cultivation, hinder the the practice. Uh, but in fact, in the Yogacara school. The seven consciousness, which is the mind, is considered the tainted mind. Yeah. So because it's tainted, so uh, this pata, yeah, the eight category, uh, it connects. It it can co-arise with this number seven. Yeah. Because number seven is the uh, what we call the source of the the trouble. Uh. Yeah, it is what taints number six. Yeah, because of number seven, 
yeah, the the taintedness spills over. Yeah. So because of that, so so it resonates with the the last eight secondary defilements. So we have number eight, number seven, and then we go on to number six. 第六意识能容一切随祸升起 Number six is the active mind uh, or the thinking mind. What happened to it? 能容一切随祸升起 It can um, it can allow it can it is it can be active together with all the twenty yeah so in fact uh, in my in my lineage we say that all the trouble is actually to do with number six or rather our cultivation has to do with number six yeah yeah uh, uh, here there are some things that I don't completely agree on. Let's take a look at text first. So, 小时形象出门 yeah, So the first ten, it is very strong and rough in, in the nature. The first ten secondary defilements. 前五是中必无 uh, So it says that with respect to the first five consciousness, it doesn't have the first ten secondary defilements. Yeah, doesn't have. Yeah. So, in why? Because in So, first five consciousness, it is very subtle. So, it says because it's very subtle, then the first ten defilements is too strong. Uh, it doesn't arise there. Yeah, it doesn't arise there. Uh, but here, this is where you see I put underline underline yeah, because if you look at Zhong E Fata Wu Chan Wu Kui for example Qin Wu Shi How to have Wu Chan Wu Kui Yeah that's where I have don't 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 a lot of question mark Yeah uh, and then uh, if you look at the other ones uh, uh, slack. Can we have slack as far as the eye consciousness is concerned? Fang uh, uh, In my opinion, in my in my lineage, uh, the way we are taught, all this is to do with number six. Number five, first five is is just bare awareness. Doesn't do anything. So you must know, uh, the. The opening verse itself, yeah, is the earlier text, and then the commentary itself is this, this portion here, including all this paragraph, is a sub commentary. Yeah, so we are going through the commentary plus sub commentary. Yeah, so sometimes I have highlighted how my lineage, uh, the the way I was taught Yugachara deviates from some of this. Uh, so as far as this is concerned, uh, because it's inside the text, I still explain accordingly. Then I give you my own take. Uh, yeah. And my own take is, 
as far as the defilements are concerned, uh, the, our main concern is number six. Yeah, our main concern is number six. And in fact, as far as our cultivation is concerned, uh, is primarily concerned with number six. Uh, primarily concerned with that. The rest, uh, if number six don't come in to interfere, uh, if it's just the first five, doesn't create any problem for the most part. Yeah. Uh, the trouble is number first, the first five can trigger number six to come in to so the the closest we come to as far as cultivation is concerned regarding the first five consciousness is what we call uh to guard the sense doors. Yeah, and it usually in relation to the first five. So uh, the only cultivation part regarding the first five consciousness is don't go go on to expose yourself to objects, to circumstances, to people uh, that are known to you to trigger further uh, agitation or defilements. Uh, so for example, let's say uh, you like a certain particular type of food. yeah. The moment you see that food, you you lose your self control. Yeah, you know that if you go and order the food, you'll be late for class. But you will be. Once you see it, by far throw away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even hey far also throw away. <clears throat> yeah, uh, <laughs> let's say uh, let's say you see durian. <laughs> Uh, don't know who. Uh, uh, let's say some of you when you see durian, then you cannot cannot uh, evoke it. Yeah. Uh, or let's say you you see some lazy yeah, tree, then you evoke it. So Tuesday night, wow, you evoke it. You uh, you go and watch the TV serial. But that that you see the moment you look at that, uh, uh it is just avoiding law. Yeah. Uh, so this, this, the first five consciousness, the cultivation process, uh, the initial part is just avoiding that contact. Yeah. So there is that part of the practice. But beyond that, it is not the first five already. Beyond that, to change what you think about the things, uh, that's number six already. Because the discrimination kicks in at number six. If you manage to change number six, the discrimination factors, then what happened? Even when you contact the TV serial, or last time Korean drama, hot, hot. Yeah. When I first came back, my mom told me that they're watching Da Zhang Jing. I heard Da Zhang Jing. Uh, wow. I was so impressed. I was like, wow, Da Zhang Jing. 
Dazhangjing means the Chinese Tripitaka. So I said, wow, now they have it in, in a you know, DVD. Then later I realized it's Dazhangjing. <laughs> so so if, um, if instead of watching Dazhangjing, you go and watch Dazhangjing. Uh, so this is the initial one where you change your object. You know that if you, the moment you hear your friend say Da Chang Jing, wow, then you open. You must go and put in the DVD, then watch the whole night. Then on Wednesday when you come for class, um, and the whole day at work, but it's okay. You you feel so in that case you avoid. Yeah, but avoiding is just the first part. Then later, uh, you learn the Dharma, then you reflect on the faults and danger, and so on and so forth. Uh, then. Until one day, uh, even when Sifu mentioned about Da Changjing in class, uh, no problem. You will not go back and then wah, rush back and then put DVD. Uh, last time, maybe you forget about Da Changjing. Then when you go for Dharma class, then the Dharma teacher say, Ah, we want to Da Changjing. you listen and become Da Changjing. So, um, in the uh, we have come to the end of this part, which is the uh, the section on defilements, yeah, which is uh, section five or chapter five. So, if we just flip back a bit, um, go to page twenty-seven. We are now at page thirty-four. So, we start off with. Sui Fan Nao, number uh, section five. So Sui Fan Nao, this is under the the categorization of uh, uh, which which follows the earlier one. Oh, the earlier one is uh, all the way to all the way at. Um, Number twenty, yeah, 根本烦恼. 根本烦恼 is subsection four. Uh, then sui fanao is subsection five. Yeah. So all this is under what? Under sing sofa. Yeah. So let me just give you the overview. Uh. Because now we are going to a, another section. So San Sing Suo is number subsection three. Yeah, then Die Jing Sing Suo. Then we have uh, Pian Sing Sing Suo. So this whole section we are still under Sing Suo Fa. Wow. Yeah, still under Sing Suo. Because yeah, we have gone through quite a lot of pages. A lot of section on defilements. Now, after all, forget where we are. Yeah. So we have number one, Sing, yeah, Sing Fa or Sing Wang. Yeah. So the eight consciousness. Then we go through Sing Suo Fa, the mental concomitants. Yeah. That which arise together with the consciousness. Then we go through the different sections. Yeah. Uh, Pian Sing Wu. 
啊，处作意受想思啊，别尽欲圣解念定会 ，then we went through the sun, the wholesome one. Then we have gone through the whole section of unwholesome, section subsection four and subsection five. So, uh, and for as much as we can, for each of them, we have gone through the 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 different features of the defilements. Yeah. So, whether it's um, direct or indirect, uh, how they arise and how we can overcome. Uh, so likewise, we just went through putenzi today. Yeah, wrong knowing. So the next, which is the last number six of mental concomitants, putting. Uh, putting. So, uh, putting, the term putting, anyata, uh, in the Buddhist tradition, refers to that which is uh, indeterminate or uncertain. Uh, putting. So the earlier ones, uh, as opposed to this, can be seen as thing. Yeah, so those categories that is under wholesome is confirmed to be wholesome. It's not up to individual. I don't think that's wholesome. No, it's wholesome. Uh, then the other one, oh, I don't think it's unwholesome. No, simkong uh, ho no. The certain of the the mental states are unwholesome. Yeah. We may not agree, other people may not agree, uh, but it is unwholesome as far as uh, uh, purity of the mind is concerned, as far as reaching a state where our mind is free of defilements is concerned, yeah? as far as cultivating the path is concerned. Now there may be those who are not interested in cultivating the path. Uh, either they don't know about the path or they have heard a bit but they are not interested in the path or they don't believe that there's such a thing as a path uh, there are a lot of different reasons yeah, but this <coughs> never mind the reasons the conclusion <coughs> for them is ah, yeah, all this is just uh, a lot of mambo jumbo so for such individuals then yeah, they don't they don't care about whether it's wholesome or unwholesome in fact, they may not recognize it. No. So here, putting sing so, we can't do this subsection six of the um, uncertain, yeah, uncertain um, mental concomitants. Mm. So over here, there is uh, one, two, three, four. This is quite a small subsection. So. Let's take a look. So this four, what are they? Hui Mian Xin Si. Xin Si. So this Hui uh, Mian, uh, we may be a bit more familiar. Xin Si. Xin. Xin Zao De Xin. We may be familiar. Si. This Si, uh, not so familiar. Yeah, for most people, uh, not so familiar. So this Xin Si is actually the first two factors of the jhana. Xin Si, Si Le, Xin Yi Jing Xin, the first two factors. Oh, let's take a look. Hui Mian Xin Si, Zhe Si Ge Xin Suo, Bu Lun Zai Si, Jie, Xin, Den, Fang Mian, Dou Si Bu Ding Xin De. 
So uh, previously we have gone through this. Yeah. So shi, a different kind of consciousness. Jie, the yu jie, se jie, wu se jie. Xing, san, er, yeah, fei san fei er, or wu ji, san er or wu ji. So it is not uh, certain. Yeah, it's not certain. Yeah, so uh, here it doesn't explain yet why it's not certain. Or in what way is it not certain? It just says that this is how it is. It is not certain. So it is And that's why it is classified as uh, uh, the indeterminate yeah or uncertain yeah uncertain uh, mental concomitance tanan pusyang pian xing xing suo zhou pian yu zhu shi yeah so they uh, they do not ubiquitously um, uh, arise with all the consciousness yeah hui dan shi fa so this four uh, this four uh, indeterminate mental con- uh, concomitants. What happened? Yeah, so this four only exists in number six. Mm, so it is not uh, it's not uh, uh, in all the eight consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, so is comp- so this opening paragraph is comparing this four with uh, the earlier categorization uh, of mental concomitants. With the first category that is ubiquitous, uh, this one, this category is not ubiquitous. Then, how about the second category? Ye不同于别境心所,周片于诸地, I wrote something here. Oh yeah. Zhu Di Hui Mian Wei Zai Yu Jie. Okay. So previously when we went through the text there's this part about the Di. Yeah. Uh, so the Di actually refers to the different Jie as well. All the different Jie. So Hui uh, Mian so this Xun Si is actually the the Chu Chan the Xiang Mao. So as far as Bie Jing is concerned, Bie Jing is the Yu Shan Jian Nian Ding Hui. So unlike that one, uh, this uh, for certain it has, certain it doesn't have. Yeah, so what else? How about compared to the uh, wholesome and the unwholesome? Yeah. Yo put on you, San Shi Yi, her Ran Wu, Ursulu. Oh, yeah, I forgot to highlight something very funny. <laughs> if you look at the earlier two subsection uh, or three subsection, wholesome, then the primary defilement, secondary defilements, uh, wholesome has only 11. And then on wholesome, we have we have twenty six, <laughs> uh, six primary and twenty secondary. 
so the 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 joke among uh, the sangha is whenever we 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 talk about pai fa, then we will talk about this. We say, yeah,烦恼，我们众生烦恼一大堆。三心所这么少，才十一；二心所这个呃，根本烦恼六可以分十，然后呢，呃，besides that, there's still twenty more。所以烦恼，yeah，yeah. So this the side joke. So uh, here it says, "Yo uh, putong Yeah. So what is not the different, not the same? Are these four? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. This four, 各只有一种性, uh, so uh, it's different in this way. Yeah, it's different in this way. So, uh,会会等天通三性. So this four, uh, it can be sometimes wholesome, can sometimes be unwholesome, can be neither wholesome nor unwholesome. So it的名为不定性所, and it is on this all this basis that this four is named as uh indeterminate maybe not so appropriate because indeterminate means you cannot determine yeah but uh, maybe a better one is that this is the uh, uncertain you're not certain but you can still at some point you can say in such circumstances it's like this or like that uh, so uh, but under other circumstances it can be different uh, this is what it means uh, putting putting things so so let's take a look uh, first one hui mm. so hui uh, we would translate it as uh, regret yeah? regret or remorse or regret or remorse hui wei wu zuo so this uh, right uh, but here we we would uh, read it as wu zuo yeah, this is like the, you know, the five hindrances. Uh, so you, you, with respect to the things that you have done, you start to have regret. You have, uh, you despise what you have done. Yeah. So this is the opening verse. Uh, let's take a look. So, uh,贤恶贤恶自己所做的事业，生起追悔，所以说悔为恶所作业，啊，恶作。So this is like, uh, so this, 恶 is to feel, uh, repulse. Yeah, repulse over what you have done. Oh, so repulse towards what you have done. And because of this repulsion, uh, the key thing is, after that, it causes something else to happen. It causes 追回, mm, oh, yeah, It causes your mind to become 
uh, filled with uh, that remorse. Yeah, keep on thinking about what you have done. So, Hui Tong San Sing. So this is the first category. If you have regret over uh, wrongdoings that you have done, uh, then this is considered wholesome. So second category, if you regret over some wholesome things that you have done, uh, then this is unwholesome. Uh, I will give you an example of this. Uh. Yeah, or you have regret over things that are neither wholesome nor unwholesome. Yeah. Then uh, this regret is neither wholesome or non- unwholesome as well. So, uh, but it can, has this property that because it causes the mind to become restless. Yeah, it causes it not to be able to become calm and stable. Yeah, that's why in the English translation, the fourth, uh, this this uh, this hindrance. Is translated as restlessness and worry. Uh, so, uh, yeah. is restless. Yeah. So, from the in English, oftentimes translated as worry. Yeah. Worry is the consequences of this regret. Yeah. So, they are all linked. Okay, so let me explain the funny part. <laughs> Uh, if we do something that is not so good, yeah, uh, then we regret. Well, this one is understandable. Yeah, so we say this is wholesome. If instead, if you do something bad and you don't regret, uh, then it is wu and wu kui. Yeah, then you don't feel bad. Uh, but if you have regret, then it's wholesome. Why? Because then it becomes an impetus becomes a motivation for you to make corrections, to not do wrong again. But um, uh, even that can also lead the mind to become agitated also. Yeah. And, and so it can prevent you from attaining concentration. So the Buddha's advice is, if you have done something wrong, uh, and as a result you have uh, regret, remorse, and it's causing you to worry and become restless. Then what you should do is go and do repentance. Yeah, so the sequence. So in Buddhist, in the Buddhist tradition, uh, in the Buddha's time, repentance was meant to bring priority. The Buddha in the Sutta says. There are different kinds of purity. Uh, the first type is um, the person um, from the point where the Buddha uh, established um, a precept yeah, that this shouldn't be done. The person never committed. 
Then there are those who, uh, after the Buddha has established, he commit once. Yeah? Then never commit again. Then there are those who commit and then they repent. Then they are commit again and then they repent again. And then they commit again and then repent again. <laughs> the Buddha also mentioned about this. Huh? He said, when, until such time when the person attained arahanthood, then they stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Buddha says that um, the first type of purity, of course, it can be seen as most superior. The second type, even though you do something wrong, then you repent, you are still okay. Yeah. But even the third type, the Buddha don't say, uh, then forget it, uh, don't try. The Buddha still encourages to say, that is, as long as you repent, you still restore purity. Yeah. But of course, there are different categories. Uh. Certain categories is a bit trickier. Oh, but that is for precept class, okay? <laughs> yeah. So um, this is uh, quite different from repentance that we sometimes see in Chinese culture. Yeah. Like um, there don't seems to be any end. Yeah. Uh, repentance is meant to bring to our mind uh, a, not just a good feeling. Oh, I have repented. I feel good but a firm recognition of the wrong that we have done and then to put in effort. Yeah, key thing is to put in effort. But because we are not enlightened, maybe today we put in effort, tomorrow we are again. But the moment we do wrong, we try to do correction again. Yeah, try to do correction. Just cultivation is all about doing correction. Yeah, that's why I call Siu Sing. Correct your your action. Yeah. Correct your practices. Correct until you are perfect. No nothing left to correct. Wu Zhu. So how about the interesting one? So Zhao Le San Hai Fui Kuo. So you to regret over good that you have done. Uh, so let me give you the more uh, Singaporean style example first. Then after that, I give you the sutra example. So, or should I give the sutra example first? Okay, let you finish laughing. Then after that, you can attention to listen to the sutra part. So, for example, yeah, the food court. I always give this example. Yeah, then someone come along and sell tissue. Uh, then you, uh, you are so happy. You, you buy a tissue. Then after you buy, then your colleague come back with the food. Then you saw. You buy the tissue, ah? Yeah. Do not. Ah. All this syndicate one. Oh, then you start to have doubt. Then you start to regret. Ah, yeah, why are you so stupid? So initially, you actually did something good. Yeah. Then because of what someone said, then you start to regret. You think that it's not good. But actually, it's something good. Yeah. Or let's say... <laughs> let's say you're in some Buddhist... Uh, class and then someone say that uh, there's a fa- family day coming <laughs> and then uh, then someone say that there's someone who is who has uh, who is going to sell a soap then you very quickly immediately offer ten dollars then after offering the ten dollars then you realize that oh you don't get the soap <laughs> then you regret <laughs> 
actually it's charity or that but maybe you regret <laughs> oh then every Wednesday when you come here you see you see someone then you oh, oh then you then whatever Sifu's explaining it doesn't go in <laughs> yeah so that is in this case uh, uh, so sorry the uh, in this case this kind of regret uh, this is unwholesome <laughs> supposed to be wholesome because you did something wholesome but you go and regret it then become unwholesome so anybody of any any of you have regret uh, I think should I read through the name list <laughs> yeah. uh, do you regret no Sifu you sure Yes, Sifu. In front of Buddha, in front of all fellow Dhamma brothers and sisters. Do you regret? No, Sifu. Then after the class meeting, after class meeting, after meeting meeting, uh, then, oh no, Sifu asked in front of everybody, regret also cannot say, ma. <laughs> <laughs> Even more regret. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it can happen. Uh. So in the Sutta, it gives the example, uh, there are, there are two levels of example. One is, and it can still be applied to our case. So, the example given is, when a person uh, decides to cultivate, he abandoned, uh, like his maybe he, the 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 family, career, and uh, all the worldly pleasure, whatever. Then, oh, go into seclusion and practice. But does it mean that? Uh, the person go to seclusion on uh, on Wednesday, then Thursday, oh, attain jhana. Thursday, uh, fr- Friday, oh, oh, vision arise. No, yeah. If you look at the Terigata Taragata in the uh, Katavatu uh, Nikaya, the the, eh, is it Katavatu? Yeah. Um, not everybody is like Venerable Sariputra, you know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them take 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah, A lot of them spend their whole life. Yeah, take a long time. So, um, so it says, there are those who, after uh, putting aside worldly attainments, worldly pleasure, worldly, uh, whatever, and then try to seek the other worldly, the supramundane. Forsake the mundane, seek the supramundane. But before you attain this, you already give that up. So, regret. So this is this kind of regret is unwholesome. Yeah. So, second example Related to this is more, uh, more micro. Then it talks about meditation. From first jhana to the second jhana, uh, when when going from first jhana to second jhana, some may encounter the situation where the in order to uh, enter first uh, second jhana, you need to sort of uh, give up certain parts of first jhana but after giving up the f- 
the or stopping the first jhana, certain parts of first jhana, you don't immediately enter second jhana. So um, this is to be expected. But in that in, in between state before second jhana is firmly established and arise, then the person may wonder, it's your lovely. I, I, I tried this method but then I'm not progressing or now I seem to have so this is linked to the putsenzi, yeah, the wrong knowing because of that step you're supposed to take the whole step you take halfway then eh, seems to have digressed or seems to have degenerated so you give up yeah. so any of you encounter this <laughs> you need to have first genre first of all <laughs> so let's go backwards ah. Yeah, because it applies to first to second, second to third, third to fourth. But let's go back from uh, before first jhana. Maybe more applicable to some of you. Some of you maybe fourth jhana. <laughs> so uh, before first jhana, then what do we do? Uh, maybe when we sit, we have a different kind of samadhi. We have sleeping samadhi. Well, then we, we don't know that we are having sleeping samadhi. So we thought, wow, now I have progressed. Now, last time I, when I sit, wow, I have a lot of thoughts on sifu. And wow, my leg is painful. Wow, wow nowadays, uh, I sit longer and longer, you know. <laughs> Half an hour, I feel that it's not enough. I sit 45 minutes. 45 minutes in the snap of finger is gone. No, I said one hour. I'm thinking, Sufu, I'll try one and a half hours. <laughs> oh, and then when, when I finish, uh, and then sometimes they say, I, when I wake up, no, 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 not wake up. When I finish, wow, I have so much clarity, you know. Well, because I have a good sleep. Uh. <laughs> so, so then maybe, maybe tell Sufu, or maybe tell some other teachers, hey, so Sufu, what should I do now? I say, then the sufu say, well, uh, maybe you may want to try not to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, Maybe you try meditating with your eyes a bit open. Or maybe sometimes we don't say it so directly. Uh. So some people, when you just tell them, then they, oh, Lord, what do you know? I maybe almost first jhana. No, you, you don't know. You say I'm falling asleep. Okay, so we don't say. Sometimes we don't say. We say, ah, you try meditating with your eyes open. Then the moment they meditate, eh? Hey, the good feeling no more. Oh, legs become painful. So, so then they regret. Yeah, why I open my eyes for? <laughs> I open my eyes, my my good meditation is gone. You know. Now I sit fifteen minutes, legs is painful. <laughs> I endure for half an hour. I cannot take it. Wow, then they regret. Yeah. So, I, but actually they are progressing. You know. Yeah. Many people when they start meditating, the number one complaint is, Shifu, before I meditate, uh, my mind is very calm now. After I meditate, what a lot of thoughts. Uh. Then they regret. And some of them, those who come and tell me, are the better ones. At least they tell me. Then I can come, assure them and encourage them and maybe give, you know, adjust that technique a bit. But there are those who don't even come and tell me. They just drop out. I uh, cannot, cannot. My mind is too messy. Yeah. So as a result, uh, they actually don't to progress. They regret over the wrong thing. Yeah, so it's unwholesome. Ah, yes. Can I take your the seven tissue paper? Ah. 
Yes. Uh, but this time, you, you pay for the tissue paper. Okay. Yeah. The next day, you look at the newspaper, say, oh, this is a syndicate. This is true. Uh. Oh. Then you regret. Uh. So is it considered a uh, racist? Um, it's okay. Yeah. So is it considered uh, the regret is a bad one? Ah, okay. So the good question. So after giving the tissue paper, let's say you didn't regret. Then the next day, you saw the newspaper. Oh, a syndi tissue syndicate was was captured, and then you see, hey, is that auntie or the uncle? Wow. Then you start to regret. Uh, so what do you all think? Uh, let's see. Do you think that is huh? Uh, depends on uh, so uh, how does the intention affect this uh, so your intention is was meant to be good but then you found that your two dollars of goodness didn't result in any good work because they are syndicate so how? Ah, sorry. Putsus <laughs> uh, We don't say that you have committed an offense, lah, because you you give money, ma. Yeah, you get tissue, ma. It's a fair trade. They say two dollars, three packet, you take. Yeah. Some some times in some MRT station it's only one dollar. Oh, jala. Sifu say this. Then next time when the people ask for two dollars, you. <laughs> <laughs> so how how about the rest what do you think the regret is as a whole action that means does it stop you from the future series ah, so there's this other component so uh, do you regret over that one tissue syndicate or does it mean that in future uh, you will not give for tissue altogether that's a good point. Eh? To regret over that one incident because it was a syndicate, uh, that's one thing. <clears throat> but to regret over the the compassion or the kindness to buy tissue for those who you think is, uh, let's say, uh, handicapped. Yeah. So if you regret over uh, the the buying of tissue because it is uh, a syndicate that's one thing I don't think that is unwholesome yeah uh, but if you regret as a result for being kind then as a result in future because the second type uh, is or oh, in future I will not be buying tissue from anybody <laughs> uh, then I think that that may be a bit unwholesome uh. Because then we are regretting over being kind, because we feel cheated, feel that our kindness is being cheated. Yeah. So here I want to suggest something. Uh, uh, firstly, in the sutta, unfortunately, there's no example of tissue paper. <laughs> yeah, the Buddha's time, nobody selling tissue paper. <laughs> so I don't have a direct example to give you. But what I can tell you is. Uh, the Buddha uh, 
um, in one, one of the sutta mentioned about how giving is purified, uh, pure is pure or impure in four ways. So, uh, and it's in terms of the giver and the receiver. If the giver give with pure intent, then it's purified on the receiver side. Uh, but maybe the receiver is pure also, then it's purified in both ways. But maybe the giver is pure, but the receiver is impure. Then it's impure on the receiver side, but pure on the giver side. Maybe the giver is impure, but the receiver is pure. Can also know. Yeah. So in this case, it's purified on the receiver side. But it may be the case where the giver is impure and the receiver is impure also. Then it's impure on, on both sides. Yeah. So the Buddha makes a distinction. Even if the receiver is impure, as long as we give it good intent, there's, there's, uh, there's merit in that. Now, uh, over the years, however, a lot of students have then asked the question, by, by giving um, like wantonly, yeah, without any discrimination, uh, as much as we, we are giving purely, but if you know that, or if you know or you suspect that they are syndicate groups, then aren't we um, encouraging syndicates? So to give a more blatant example, if you go to India, um, like uh, a few years back, two, two years back or something, when I went to India, they have big signboards, you know, that, that outrightly tell you, do not give to the kids, do not give to the handicaps and the poor. Because even the local authorities, they, they tried already. So they put up all these signs to tell uh, tourists not to give because it actually perpetuates this kind of syndicate. Yeah. So in such cases, unfortunately, then you see a lot of Singaporeans, yeah, it's very putting, very putting. Then, uh, then they come, Amitofo, Amitofo, yeah, very putting, must give. Her. Yeah. Hundred rupee, rupee. <laughs> then, so this is the thing, you see. We tend to um, give, give or act according to our emotions. Uh, according to emotions, not so much out of wisdom. So compassion should come together with wisdom. Yeah. So if you if you know that it's a syndicate and you don't want to support syndicate, then you don't give. Uh, the uh, the thing about giving. So in just now I give an example of one of the sutta. There are other suttas where the Buddha highlighted the difference. If you give, if you give, and the recipient is a tathagata, or the merit is like super high, then the Buddha talk about how. If a person were to give to uh, an arahant, it's also very high, but not as supreme. If the person gave to a third stage enlightened one, second stage, up to first stage, declining merit. Then if a person gave to someone who is not enlightened, but with fourth jhana, or still quite high, 
but not as high as someone who is enlightened. Then third jhana, second jhana, first jhana. Even those without jhana, you, but observing precepts you give, still there's merit. Uh, I think the whole chunk talking about the sangha. Then it, it highlights that in the future, there will be the, the sangha where they only wear uh, a yellow handkerchief yeah, around their neck to indicate that they are sangha. But the text is that they actually don't even observe the precepts anymore. But the Buddha, even in those texts, in that text highlighted, even when you give to them, there's merit. Then the Buddha goes down to uh, even a person who is uh, not a cultivator and so on and so forth, up to uh, even, and this is where the Pasapafo, the text comes in, uh, or rather that text is linked to this teaching. Where the Buddha say, even if when you have um, uh, water that you discard, yeah, or food that you discard, and you discard with this thought, may whatever sentient being um, be, is able to uh, consume this, consume it. With this thought you throw away, uh, that's merit also. No? Yeah. Even if you give up to just one mouthful to to us to any sentient being, that's merit. Yeah. So, uh, in this way, uh, even if it's a syndicate and you give, that I know it's not easy to to separate the two. Uh. And I'm not encouraging you all to to knowingly. Well, this one is, you know, so si fan du or some, you know, yeah. uh, and still go and support them. Last thing I want to highlight uh, regarding this. Uh, when I'm in some countries, sometimes in my place, I have this some of this so-called souvenir from some countries. Like there was one in from Sri Lanka. Is this cardboard with coins on it? I have one Buddha which is it looks very nice from the front, but the back uh, is actually like uh, it's not properly done. So when I got some of this. My thought of getting it, actually I don't need all this. And I also have no interest to well, buy this, buy that and bring it back. But I thought to myself, this person uh, is peddling this. Um, at least this person is not taking a knife going around 100 rupee. He is uh, not selling something that is very valuable. Yeah, uh, But with that, he's still trying to make a decent living. Not, not like he's asking you for hundred US dollars or anything. Some of it is like, you know, there's this, those who have seen before, the ping ma yong, oh, very precious one, uh. ten renminbi. <laughs> you know how much is ten renminbi? Yeah. So while uh, we are going back to the, we finished the one at the Hunan, Henan, uh. the ping ma yong is at Henan, is it? Siyan ha. Yeah, so we finish. Wow, amazing, amazing uh, visit. Then we finish. So many people were going back to the to the bus. But we walk through this whole place. Wow, a lot of people, a lot of these peddlers follow. No, wow, like the price is ridiculous. Right? Then when you look at the detail, yeah, the detail is not so good. So while walking back to the bus, one of them with this uh, this this. The, the, not the Ping Ma Yong, but the four horses with the carriage, 
Wow, then nicely gold color, then got a nice transparent box, every all the works. So I just curiously, how much is it? Yeah, I mean, I never say how much, I say how much. It's 10,000, not 100,000. It's 10,000. So I, I, I bought it, not thinking, oh, it's valuable, and then it's real. I know that it's not real. I know that it's... But then, on one hand, it's, I know it's not real, it's not worth the money. But on the other hand, I, I bought, I still buy it. Because I consider, if I can, with this $10, support him for maybe one more day, maybe half a day, so that he don't have the thought, then maybe he sees someone's wallet down there, and because he have that 10, ten running beat, maybe it may, be, it may cause him, it may cause him, and maybe because of that he may sing sun or who knows. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he does. But I, I give it this talk. Yeah. So uh, as to whether you want to buy tissue, uh, that's your choice. Right? <laughs> yeah. So at least don't regret coming to this class. Uh. <laughs> and if you don't regret, won't be here <laughs> after one year. Till we meet again, may be guided and protected by the Buddha, Dharma, and the Sangha. That's always quite quiet.